You're listening to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast. I'm your host, Angela Sanchez, beauty business mentor and founder of Beauty Business Co. I want you to believe that you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. I'll be interviewing leading beauty industry professionals and discovering exactly what drove them to becoming the hashtag beauty boss they are today. Are you ready to be inspired? You're listening to episode 32 of Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest, Anna Revisa. Anna is the owner of Anna Skin and Beauty, who has 21 years of industry experience and is one of Townsville's leading skin therapists. If there is one thing you can take away from this episode, let it be that you get to decide what your future looks like, even when times are tough, or in Anna's case, her whole salon burning down, you are in the driving seat to decide what happens next. Before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to each and every one of you who has purchased the Beauty Boss Planner. Organize and plan out all areas of your beauty business with the very first industry design planner. Think Kiki K, but for the beauty industry. Monthly and weekly overviews, goal setting, brand partnerships, marketing strategy, and a whole section on social media. It's set out for you to build the perfect productivity system for your business and ignite inspiration for you to set goals and crush them. Head to www.beautybusinessco.com shop to purchase. Anna, welcome to my virtual beauty lounge. It's beautiful to have a opportunity to have a conversation with you today. How are you? I'm really well, thanks, Angela. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm really, really excited. (laughs) Yay, it's so good. It's good to have a platform where we can, you know, share your journey with my community and my listeners. I first, um, well, I think I've been following you already, but I, I found out a little bit more about you when you stood up on stage at the Professional Beauty Solutions Skin Summit you had just won the Dermalux machine, which was an incredible giveaway they were doing to one lucky business owner. And um, yeah, you did share a bit of a background story of um, the journey that you've been through to where you are today. So I can't wait for you to share that with our listeners. Congrats on that incredible prize. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. That was such a shock. Um that was never something that I ever thought would happen to me. It was, it was amazing. I think I was in shock for about a month <laughs> um, and I'm so grateful. It's, um, you know, it's really changed my business and I'm just so grateful to have been given that opportunity as well to add that to my salon. Yeah, I can imagine that it's bringing in so much more value to your clients as well. Having LED is, yeah, it's such a great income maker for you, but just incredible results the Dermalux can give for everybody too. Oh, yeah, it's been fantastic. Um, Up in North Queensland, I see a lot of premature ageing and pigmentation. So it's the perfect client base to have an LED and to be able to achieve um, the results that I'm achieving with it and combined with image skincare, it's just, it's been phenomenal. Yep, absolutely. Mm. Well, 
I love for you to kick off the show with what your definition of a hashtag beauty boss is. A hashtag beauty boss to me is someone that's so passionate about our industry and also just doing it their way and 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 just being their best themselves, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that's that. definitely yeah. That's what I do. I think you you have to be unashamedly you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I see. I see that in your like with your branding and everything is showing up with yourself. You're solo owned and operated, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yep, amazing. And you proudly state that in a lot of your marketing as well that your clients are receiving you each and every time. They're going to be getting that continuity when they come in to have their treatments and receiving those results as well. So yeah, you're on a good roll with what you're doing. Oh, definitely. And I, and I get to be me every day. I don't have to be um, someone else's vision of what a beauty therapist or should look like in their business that I get to turn up and I get to just be me. And I think that's probably my favorite thing. Yeah, that my personality can shine through in my business, um, and I, yeah, I can just, you know, enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us where it all began. Um, I'd love for you to share your story. What led you into choosing the beauty industry, and then the journey that you've been on to where you are right now. Um, okay. So I can't remember ever not wanting to be a beauty therapist. So it goes back to yeah, my real, my younger years. And I remember when I was about 15 and, and I, my mum and I were talking about, um, you know, that one day that I would own a beauty salon and, and she would work in there with me and, and, yeah, that was just all I wanted to do. That's That was what I wanted to be. And I think, yeah, I was only about 15 at the time. Um, so after I finished school, I worked for a little bit just to um, and research what um, beauty schools to go to. And um, I decided on um, Advanced School of Beauty Therapy in Newcastle, which Irma Goal owned at the time. Um, and I loved her. I loved her traditional, strict ways of teaching us. I don't think I would be the beauty therapist I am today if it wasn't for Irma and her ways. It was a pretty tough year. I was only 20, but um, yeah, it was amazing. And I look back on that so fondly. Um, then I worked and worked my way up and became a, um, a salon manager, which I did that for 10 years before I opened my own salon. Um, when I first opened my first salon, that was, um, I wanted to never grow the business bigger than me as a, and I know, and I said to my husband at the time, that might sound a bit arrogant, but this, that's what I want. I just wanted do every treatment, see every client and do it my way. Um, because as a manager, I suppose the biggest complaint I got was that staff come and go and um, clients see a different person every time they come in and there's different levels of training. Um, but yeah, so I just got to do that my way. And I'm, I'm so 
thankful that um, I had that opportunity to do that. So, um, so I opened it and worked really hard and I didn't have much of a um, work-life balance because I just gave everything to this business and just loved it. It was exactly where I wanted to be. I loved the building I was in. I loved the space. Everything in there was exactly what how I envisaged it, and um, and then after trading for fourteen months, um, just after the Australia Day long weekend, um, the the salon burnt down. Now this was arson. Um, we we discovered later in the day. Um, and and on that day, it, it was the twenty ninth of January, and it was a Monday morning that the salon had burnt down. The police knocked on our door at about 3.30 in the morning and um, with the news that the salon had burnt down and, and, I, and I just couldn't believe it. I just didn't know. I just couldn't even comprehend that it had happened. Um, so they took um, John and I down there and they said, you know, we've got to warn you, Anna, there's nothing left. Um, I thought, how ridiculous. <laughs> of, course there, of course there's something left. But when we got there and seeing uh, my name on the side of the building where one of the signs were that says Anna's skin and beauty and it was all burnt and melted and charred and all you could see of the sign was Anna's and then it, it was all smoke damaged. And oh, I'll never forget that vision and that was really tough. And that that first day um i i sat out the front of that burnt down salon all day because i just didn't know where else to go i didn't know what to do that was i'd worked such long hours i'd worked so hard i just loved being there and i just didn't know what to do i didn't know where to go so i sat out the front all day and spoke to the the fireys and the police and and I just sat on the grass getting sunburnt because it was January in Townsville, so it was really hot. But I just couldn't leave. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't be home. I couldn't be anywhere else. And that afternoon, my husband brought me home and he said to me, what, what do you want to do with the business? Um, and I said, well, what's the date in four weeks? And he said... It's the 26th of February. And I said, well, that's when I'll open. And he said, where? And I said, I don't know yet, but I will. And so for the next, um, I think I was in a bit of shock and I don't even know why I thought that. But I, it took me a week to find a new premises that felt right because there were plenty around. And I, at first I wanted to stay in the area in the same street that I was on, but there was nothing available. And then... I had to find the building that had the right feel for me. And so that took about a week. And then from then on, it was just then we had to do the shop fit out and order all my equipment and um, furniture and everything. That was the easy part, doing that. And then I think I just felt that my clients would wait for me for four weeks, but they wouldn't wait for six months or however long that I had sat around thinking about it. So. Um, yeah, we, we were straight into it and working really late. And um, I think I was a bit of a nightmare to everyone around me in that time because I just, I had 
set this goal for myself that there was no way I was going to let myself down. Even though I was devastated about the shop, I, my determination was much bigger than that. And um, so on the 26th of February, I did open. And, and, and I must admit that even though on the outside I appeared to be so strong and have it all together, that morning when John said to me, oh, well, today's opening day, how do you feel? And I said, oh, I don't want to because the reality of the whole thing had set in by then. But you know what? I got my uniform on and my red lipstick and I went in there and it probably took me a good six months to settle into that premises. Um, and anyone in the beauty industry knows that when you have something happen in your life and something so significant and it was all over the media in Townsville and so people knew me as the lady whose salon burnt down so everywhere I went people would talk to me about it and then once the salon opened all my clients and I mean I'm so thankful for their support it was it was amazing it's what I think got me through and also got John through got us both through um, the rebuild of the business um, you know, if you have 10 clients in a day, 10 clients are going to bring it up. And so you are reliving this story over and over again. And still to this day, I think we're about 19 months on, I'm still getting people ask me about it. So I'm still having to talk about it. And so in one sense, it was, it was really good for me to be able to talk about it and to be able to heal. Um, but it was also reliving it over and over again, which was also really tough because some days it made me really sad and then other days I felt really proud of myself. So um, I, definitely now this far along I've come to terms with it all and um, I, can, I, I can move on. It's always going to be part of my journey, but, it's, um, but I can move on from that and I just think that you know, we've all got this inner strength and they're the times where we really have to bring it to the table and yes, you're allowed to fall apart. You just, you just don't have to unpack there. So, yeah. Wow. Oh, what a story. <laughs> uh, that's like, I really wanted to just say thank you so much for sharing that um, and reliving it once again for our audience to hear because the strength and um, oh, determination and power that you have behind you to achieve this and, and where you are today, your, your salon's absolutely beautiful. You put so much energy into your clients every single day and um, they're very, very lucky to have you in that town. Absolutely. That, that, they'd have a lot <laughs> if you didn't keep moving forward. <laughs> yeah, and I mean... I definitely could have fallen apart because the insurance cover that I had was I had business interruption insurance, which meant that for 12 months, I didn't really have to work because um, I had this level of insurance cover that the, that the insurance company would have paid what, what the salon was taking each week. So, and that was for 12 months. Now there was no way that I would have sat around for 12 months. I, I mean, I'm not that kind of person, but I didn't, I, I just felt like I really had to, I owed it to the clients who had supported me for that 14 months, who had then supported me through the devastation to get back on my feet 
And, and I also owed it to my husband as well to, you know, to really honour that opportunity that, that I guess in a way he had given me, um, you know, to support the family while I achieved this dream. And so, um, and I owed it to myself. I was, I was not done. I was, I was in no way, shape or form ready to hang up my beauty uniform. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, like I love that our industry, it can take us anywhere. Like if in doubt, there's always an opportunity for someone to do something else, but your determination to keep that dream alive and to redo it and become even stronger through the process is, yeah, it's just made you who you are today. So you're an un- oh, yeah beauty boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and I just love it. I mean, I've been doing this for nearly 22 years and I love it. It's just every day. I'm so happy to be there. I'm so happy to do what I do. My, my clients are definitely, uh, they're, they're just a beautiful tribe of women. And yeah, I, and I love, I feel like I, I go to my space each day and my friends come and visit me <laughs> it's lovely yeah. oh yeah that's, that's when the passion and the dream come together and it doesn't feel like work at all that's exactly right yeah this podcast has been proudly sponsored by professional beauty solutions australia's most respected and trusted supplier of professional beauty brands who pride themselves on providing their salon clinic and spa partners with amazing products that achieve real results along with a level of convenience and business support. I've personally been partnered with the company for the last three years and I stock about seven of their 13 brands in my own salon. I love being a part of the PBS family. From a business perspective though, they save me so much time with their marketing on a platter service. I never have to think about what I have to post on my social media because everything is done for me. I could literally talk for a whole episode on the benefits I receive from partnering with PBS, but if you just head to their website, www.probeautysolutions.com.au or scroll their Instagram at probeautysolutions, you will see they can be your complete salon solution, giving you a 360 degree approach to your business success. So which hurdles do you continually see popping up when it comes to running the beauty business? Um, To be honest, I don't really have any because I don't have any, I think because I don't have staff. So I don't have the headache that that can create. Um, I, I, I 100% rely on myself, which I know I, I'm, which I know I can do, um, and I just I have the drive to be able to show up every day and and do it. So I don't, to be honest, I don't really have any hurdles. I am so lucky in this business that I just I feel like everything is just so easy for me. Yeah, that's and yeah. It's a good mentality to have. Like I feel if you're always thinking about, like I, I ask the question because I want to help our listeners. If you're going through something, it can help another person. However, if you show 
up every day with knowing that you can tackle it. You've got fully booked clients, the town's thriving. There's lots of opportunity around you with every door opening, you know, like it's, there's, there's lots of things to be positive about in a day, especially within our industry too. Oh yeah, for sure. I just, yeah, I've, I've found it really easy and I think it's because I'm just doing what I always wanted to do. So um, I don't know, in the future things might pop up, but for me right now, um, no, the business is doing well. It's exactly where I wanted it to be. It's, I've, you know, more than reached my goals of what I wanted out of this um, business. And yeah, I'm happy just to keep going. Yeah. And your personality Mm. as well, I find that that, always is the the back end to a business owner becoming successful when they're solo owned as well without a team sort of running it for them um you know you are the face of your brand and your clients come to see you if you're happy if they they want to see a smiling face you're well educated and they love the knowledge that you provide to them then it is it's like showing up and seeing your friends at work every day so um Mm. yeah your personality can have a big big aspect on how successful you are and not showing up to hurdles and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what are your two top important tips for the aspired beauty boss listener to learn from when starting their own business? Um, Number one, be yourself. Um, And don't be afraid to be your be your own be your true self um all the time and and show that i mean show professionalism of course with your clients but be yourself and allow allow yourself to be your personality in your business um i think that's probably the most important and also resilience um and and bring that inner strength and and be strong every day and think positive and just be your best you. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Thank you. They're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> With them. It's so important to show up as yourself and be authentic. Now, are, yes. are you attached to your phone? Do you love a good app on the iPhone? I'd love for you to share your three favourites. Um. Well, Facebook and Instagram, um, they're my, they're my go-to because that's where I do all of my advertising, um, for the business. And so I, I don't, yeah, that's, and that's really the only form. I mean, I've been in some magazines and the paper and on TV here, but, um, Facebook and Instagram is, is where most people, where I get my most leads from and most of my business. And when i um, promote new products and services and things that's where people generally see them um i also like using um canva as well i find that they've got a few good templates um but yeah facebook and instagram are definitely the first the top two 
Yeah. I have Snapchat, but I'm not very good at that. I think that's <laughs> sort of more, more for the young ones. <laughs> I'm not even on Snapchat, so I, yeah, I'll just leave that one out. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand it. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, you know, it's good that you've realised that your audience, where your audience is hanging out as well, like if they're searching Facebook and Instagram constantly and, you know, that they're going to be seeing your posts and reading all of your marketing, whereas... Yes, magazines, I think they're, um, you know, it's still nice to, to receive a magazine or go and purchase a magazine, but it's, yeah, not, not as much with the newspapers or the, the TV ads are quite noisy as well. We're all yeah. sort of not the real-time TV anymore. I never watch real-time TV to see an ad anymore. <laughs> no, and I think when people are um, watching TV and... When, when the ads come on, everyone picks up their phone. So, mm, yep. um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, more, yeah, Facebook and Instagram are definitely where I get all my, um, like where I promote my business. And, and I, if people, you might, it might not be the amount of likes or engagement that you actually get on social media, but what I find is people who don't interact with um, my Facebook or Instagram pages they will mention it when they come in. They'll say to me, oh, I saw that, you know, you've got this product or you're doing this treatment. So they might not necessarily interact on that um, platform, but they will mention it when they come in. So um, I think that's important too, not to get hung up on your likes and your engagement through your social media because people are still looking. They're just, some people are just a bit shy to put themselves out there. Yeah, that's so true. Mm. I hear that yeah. all the time with my clients as well. They'll say, oh, yeah, I did see that you posted about those Christmas packs and <laughs> you kind of just run yeah. it. Oh, are you going to secure one or what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's why I put the post out, but then they'll verbally tell you in the, in the appointment, oh, yeah, definitely keep one of those aside for me. So, yeah. It's, it, that's right. Or they'll send you a private message and say, um, yeah, put one aside, I'll be in this week or... So, yeah, I think, um, I, I don't think, it, yeah, I, I think that it, it de definitely works, but it may not show that on the page. That's, that's all. Yeah. We've got mm. to remember that we're, we're in the beauty enhancement industry. People also don't always want to share where they're going, what they're having done and what they're buying for their skin. So it's, um, yeah, you know, personal confidentiality sometimes too. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Now, what is one thing you're constantly searching for when it comes to support in what you do daily? Um, hmm. I, I think I'm always looking at what I can do next. Um, and so, I mean, I'm a salon partner of Professional Beauty Solutions and I find them to be amazing in the, with the um, marketing support that I love because then it saves me from having to think um, and it's sort of one less thing. So I really love how they do that and I, I rely on that pretty heavily, um, especially for their amazing um, graphics and things like that. So um, I love those but also for... Um, I love having their support in, you know, new things coming out and 
I don't know, I'm never really sort of sitting still in what I'm doing or getting bored. I'm always looking at, well, what's the next thing I can introduce or do in the salon that's a bit different and not just exciting for my clients, but that will challenge me as a beauty therapist. And, you know, ongoing education is pretty important for me too. After being in the industry for 22 years, I think um, you've got to keep evolving as well. Yeah, I think I've totally got off track there. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, I'm, I'm a partner of Professional Beauty Solutions as well, so I know exactly what you mean when it comes to their graphics and the marketing on a platter they provide. It saves so much time for us with the social media side of things when we're looking for content creation. So that's a definite plus. But, yeah, being... Um, or what I think if we don't stay creative in our minds, especially when we're solo owned, it can become very stale, you know? So, yes. yeah. And I, and I can see that with what, what, when I'm following you, I can see that you're always looking for the new next innovative idea and, and the Dermalux will definitely be bringing that to your clients. I'll keep bringing that up because it's such an... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. I really underestimated the power of the Dermalux too. I must yeah. say, um, once I received it and started doing treatments in it, I mean, I'm a beauty therapist that will take the professional risks, um, you know, within the guidelines. Um, but there's been a couple of times that I've thought, right, this is a lot more powerful than what I actually first thought. So, mm. yeah, and that's exciting for me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any specific routines that you stick to to set your day up for success? Uh, yes, I get up early every day. Um, I sit, um, my husband and I sit for about an hour and have coffee and we talk about the day ahead. And then I exercise for about an hour and 20 minutes. Um, I run for 45 minutes and then I exercise, then that sort of puts me in a really good mindset for the day as well. Um, and I think about what my day looks like and how my appointment book looks and who's in and, you know, where my opportunities are, um, how I can, you know, and looking forward to catching up with those people. Um, so, yeah, definitely that quiet time early morning with my husband having a coffee and then my exercise time where um, I find running for me not everyone's a runner I know that um, but running for me is the that time where I think about everything and nothing so it can be where it's just the time that I take for myself to look after my body I think in our industry it is really important to look after your body and be healthy because sometimes, you know, it can be quite physical, our work, and you're leaning over every day. If you don't really look after yourself physically, I think that, you know, you get a sore back pretty easily and, you know, you can be achy and tired. And so I think, yeah, for me, for every day, like well, six days a week, um, I do that routine and that sets me up in a positive frame of mind for the day and ready to then, you know, have a shower, get ready for work, put my red lipstick on and get in there and just 
I nail it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so mm. Are you an indoor exerciser or do you live near the Strand at Townsville? It's so beautiful there. Um, yeah, I do. I do live near the Strand, but um, no, I have a home gym, so I exercise here. And yeah. I like that because I'm not, I don't run into anyone. I can be, I'm, I don't have to be aware of anything else. I can just be in my own mind. Um, thinking about my day or yeah just sort of processing things so and I can wear a sports bra and look hideous and no one can see me so I love it because <laughs> it's so hot it's so hot and sweaty that yeah no one needs to see that <laughs> <laughs> funny now we'll move on to some rapid fire questions what is the best book you've ever read oh anything by Belinda Alexander I love her books. I don't think um, before. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're all fiction, but I really they've got a bit of a twist at the end. I like um, when you really need to switch off. I love a good fiction book that you know will will take you out of your reality. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. I'll I'll look her up and put a few links for our show notes. <laughs> yep. Are you there? Oh, yep. I've got you. Can you hear okay, me? yep. <laughs> oh, sorry, we just cut out for a second. Who is someone that you would love to meet in person? Sure. Ooh, <laughs> oh, she is my absolute idol. I her her words and her message that she gets across um I think is really inspiring. Um one thing that one line of hers that she has in a lot of her songs is strong enough. And I had that tattooed on my foot. And ah. um, because I think it's always important to remember that you are strong enough. And if you're not feeling it, you've got to be able to bring it. So, yeah, yeah sure, definitely sure, 100%. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> is there anything that you have procrastinated about this week? Hmm. Yes, I'm looking at a new device in the salon and um, I'm really procrastinating about that. Um, so for a few different reasons, but, yeah, anyway, I'm still sitting on the fence with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a huge decision when it, when it comes to devices, you know. You've got to do – there's so much choice out there and, yeah, you've got to make sure you make the right decision for you with that one. Yes, and feel comfortable. Um, feel comfortable with it, and yeah, and confident. Definitely yeah. confident. Yeah. Mm. What's something you would jump at if you knew you wouldn't fail? Oh. Oh. oh I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure. Not sure about that one. Nothing no, on the I'm not sure about bucket list. No, not really. Not at this point in time. No. Alrighty. I'm pretty content. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I, I like that. Now, if on a flip note, if you were stranded on a deserted island with no Wi-Fi, what's one thing you wish you had with you? A book. Yeah, book. 
John misses out on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I didn't know I could be a person. Yeah, whoops. Yeah, no. I, yeah, if I was definitely by myself and, um, yeah, book. But I would love for John to be there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Anna. It's been really lovely, a beautiful interview, hearing a bit more about you and getting to know you. So, um, well, we've spoken, you've got a few things in the works for the business, maybe a new device. Is there anything you well, um, anything else you wanted to bring to attention to our listeners um, and just share a few of your social media handles so we can go and check you out and give you some support? Um, yeah, I think... Um Def- oh, yeah. So on, sorry, Facebook, I'm Anna Skin and Beauty and also the same on Instagram. Um, I also have a website which um, is just annaskinandbeauty.com.au. Um, anything that I'd like to share? No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure with that one. Mm-hmm. I just... I just um, I just really want to encourage people to follow their dreams and take that leap and believe in yourself. I think that's, I think that's what you've got to do to, to be successful in your business is really believe in yourself and, and just own your vision and, um, and, yeah, and just, like, I can't say it enough just to be yourself in your business and, and not feel restricted by um, anyone else's vision. I think that's probably the most important thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's good enough for me, Anna. <laughs> from, <laughs> from a final note, that's really beautiful, quite strong words for people to take away as their golden nugget of the episode. I always bring that to their attention. What can you go back from from listening to this episode and just make some tiny little changes or take inspired action to move your needle forward in your own business. So thank you so much. Really lovely. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really flattered that you asked me to do this. Good. All right. Well, I will see you again very, very soon at the next PBS summit. I'm hoping. Yes, I'll be there.